Hi, humans. Hello. Hi, Ellie. Hi, Josh. Greetings and salutations, everyone. This is an episode with just Ellie and I. And deal with it. Deal with it. Hashtag deal with it. And we are going to be talking about editing your life. Cut the crap is the real. Cut the crap. Um, we're gonna cut the crap. Yeah, talk we're gonna about it. We're gonna cut a lot of crap. In we're not this just episode. gonna talk about it. We're gonna actually cut the crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when we think about the place we live, we are typically thinking, or a lot of us are thinking, about how much better it would be if we had more space. I know that's the way I used to think. Oh, let's get this place with more space. That's awesome. Like I'll have more areas to put my junk in oh really because i've always thought about having a place with a bunch of space that was empty i'm serious like big wide open spaces with sparse furniture well i i've (laughs) i'm known in certain circles as the stoic and um what circles circles trust me there are circles i don't want to know about these circles (laughs) and um i can be known as someone that likes kind of more Spartan sorts of things. I've always had clutter and junk, but that was kind of a byproduct of just having a lot of hobbies and things that I enjoyed doing. But there's an idea that you and I have, or at least I have recently embraced, maybe you've always had this idea, about having less space and fewer and I would say maybe better possessions. I don't know if it's necessarily that they are a higher caliber than anything else. It's just, they're, it's more utilitarian. Mm-hmm. More meaningful stuff. Mm-hmm. There's an idea that I've recently embraced, apparently Ellie's always had that idea, about having less space and fewer things to go in that space. But the No, really my idea was to have more space and fewer things. More space, fewer things, and now it's less, less space, fewer things yep. for you. And for me, both of those things are new. So this is going to be a short series because we're going through this journey and it's been, we've been through a couple of stages so far. What are those stages? Well, stage one was denial, right? Is that the Uh, stages? No, that was a different journey. Okay. That's different, different stages I was thinking about Mm -hmm. there. Um, Stage one was us going, wow, this is a really great idea. Let's start. And it probably doesn't apply to us. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could do that? But kids, stuff like that, all this other junk. We have lots of, um, I would say, unfinished projects, which Mm -hmm. is the bulk of the stuff that is in the basement. That loves me for some unfinished projects. I do not love unfinished projects, but there are several um, pre assembled bicycles. Or I don't know anything about that. Unassembled bicycles. Uh, yeah, there's a whole closet in the basement that is filled with bicycle junk. And past and present, sorry, past and future bicycles. I would call them bicycle treasures, mm. but I guess I understand your meaning. There's a bunch of art supplies. Yep. There's a bunch of sewing projects. There's yep. even a broken sewing machine that will never complete those yep. chores. Because that thing can't be fixed. It's, it's just not possible. It's, it, I don't think it was ever 
uh, the kind of sewing machine that was made to do the um, the like the some of the projects that you have that are sewing projects are like really heavyweight fabric, like costume stuff and leather. Yeah, that sewing machine was not for that. Yeah. It was more like for hemming pants and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what yep. else? There's a ton of boxes of CDs yep. that need to be digitized. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there waiting. There's still a huge box of DVDs. <laughs> That's you. I already got rid of mine. Oh, yeah, you sold the whole box. Whole box. One fell swoop. Thank you, sucker. The g- <laughs> that was actually, <laughs> that was super funny because we, that was our first customer of the garage sale. And he looked around and then said, ask for if we had any DVDs, which were, weren't even out there. And Josh said, oh yeah, I have a box in the basement and hauls out this huge ass box. And the guy just bought the whole thing. Speaking of the garage sale, that was step two. When we started to actually do something about it. Mm-hmm. And... um. We got a ton, of, like a, a whole garage full of stuff. Actually, like a garage and a half full of stuff that we sold, or and then donated whatever we we didn't. Nothing we was allowed back sell. in the house. Yep, we did. So we said, here are these things that we're not using anymore that we don't need anymore, and we staged them all, and we were like, nothing that is in this garage sale is going to come back into the house. Ever. Ever. And we held each other to that. Mm-hmm. And we have a phrase that we use with each other when we're talking about this. And it's ruthless. I guess it's not a phrase. It's just a word. It's one word. It's, it's a one word phrase. But I mean, if you bring it out like Ruth less, that could be a phrase. Mm-mm. Have less Ruths in your life. I don't have any Ruths. I am ruthless. Listeners, if any of you are named Ruth, I'm sorry, but um I gotta get rid of you. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, no, well well the the practice is if you're holding something and you're wondering if you should get rid of it or not, you we just say ruthless to each other and then mm-hmm. let it go. Just yep. let it go. Yep. And if you can't make an argument to save that item, you gotta you let don't it need go. It. You gotta get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and the main goal is to clear out clutter. And we have uh, some links that we'll be sharing. And one of those is an infographic that talks about um, the different positives that come about by like reducing clutter. Like there's health benefits. There's all sorts of benefits to doing that. And that's one of the hundreds of reasons why we decided to do this is to just clear that clutter out and i think the the amount of time that i spend thinking about having to get rid of all of the crap in the basement causes me just a baseline of stress in my life Mm -hmm. so i just want that to be gone i had i remember had a bunch of stuff from a move over at the gallery in Mm -hmm. south minneapolis in the basement there and getting finally tackling that after it sat there for a while uh, was a huge burden lifted from me. Mm-hmm. So I want that to happen again with the current basement things. Yeah. I did, uh, we should also talk about step three that we took. Oh, there's the dog. Shaking his stupid him. collar. 
<laughs> He's oh. not even in the side of the house. I know. Which was uh, changing our spending habits. Yep. So only buying higher quality items, mm-hmm. buying fewer items, and only buying, uh, not just buying a bunch of stuff. And part of that was to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. But part of it was to have, get out of crap debt. Crap debt? Yeah, we're getting out of crap debt right now. Oh, with having all the the stuff that we have to cut? Yep. Gotcha. That makes sense. And in buying those more meaningful items that are, are built a little better, um, we're also getting things that are going to last a long time in general. Um, you know, like cookware that will hold up better, things like that. And we started deciding whether certain things were worth fixing or whether they needed to be let go. Yeah. And actually making a plan to fix the ones we decided to save, which is why my favorite boots are at the boot surgeon right now. (laughs) The boot surgeon. And uh, one of the things that we have driving us is we we have a short time frame and uh, there's a move and and we're going to go to a smaller place mm-hmm. um and that is a pretty big driver for cutting our possessions because we don't want to have this smaller space and then have the massive bill of a large storage area to just store stuff that we are never going to use and don't really care that much about yeah the storage should be christmas stuff mm-hmm. that we swap out yep um Bike projects? Nope. (laughs) Uh -uh. Uh-uh. If you want a bike project, your project could be riding a bike. (laughs) That's the project. Mm -hmm. The uh, seasonal clothing swap. Mm -hmm. Totes with the clothes. Clothes. (laughs) Totes clothes. Totes clothes. Blankets and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, seasonal swap outs. Uh, and the goal is to get all of that shit into actual totes. There's no yeah. crappy boxes that are falling apart that you can only hold a certain way. And the storage will also be art that we're not currently hanging, but we really, really like a lot. I don't know about that. We talk. We Wait a minute, I listeners. I think that we should be ruthless <laughs> about some of that. I got rid of several pieces of art. You did. That you took yourself. I don't, I mean. And you some of the stuff from the art box that's falling apart. Just yeah. got rid of it. Yeah, that's true. And I think like we should just have the pieces that we really like. But we are going to have some overflow. Mm-hmm. And we kind of liked the idea of, of not just having the same pictures on the wall all the time. Mm-hmm. And kind of swapping them out. Yeah, but do we really think that's going to happen? I really want it to happen. And I think if we had ourselves organized so that all this time that we are currently organizing and doing all that stuff could be like saying, hey, this weekend we're going to swap out all the art. And it gi- it would give our place a fresh look. So I think that would be cool Kay. personally. So the timing of some of this uh, purge comes then, right after a nine-day vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, during which we will be living out of basically backpacks. Yep. And I have a feeling we'll come back from that and look at all of this stuff and go ruthless. We don't, we don't even need 75% of everything. That's right. Um, and part of this, 
was inspired actually like for me the entire thing was inspired by a talk given by graham hill of lifeedited.com mm-hmm. and he talks about like how he's transformed himself and that was a real inspiration um to kind of say to to k- kind of kick the consumer habit a little bit and i had done that i've done that a couple of times where i was like i am not buying a new thing unless it's like sponges for my kitchen or something mm-hmm. but like i spent an entire year and i didn't buy a new pair of clothing i didn't a buy a pair of clothing i didn't buy a new clothing, clothing item. pair <laughs> yes i didn't buy a new clothing item for that whole year aside from you know un- the unmentionables which we shan't mention underwear which we shan't mention it's underwear <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. So am I. (laughs) You are not. I totally am. (laughs) You may be from, quote unquote, Minnesota. My birth took place in this land. Yes. But then you spent the majority of the post-birth in else places. Yeah, where you can say underwear and it's not a big deal. Yeah, you can't do that. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing, uh, Minnesota, this is your gift. You can say (laughs) underwear out loud. Deal with it. They're unmentionables. Everyone knows what that means. No big deal. Uh, And so we started thinking about this about three years ago. And it's been a a slow progression. But ever since around this summer, it started picking up up steam. Mm -hmm. We spent, we scheduled some time in the in the basement, not as much time as Josh wanted because I had several days that were scheduled previously for riding a bicycle. Mm-hmm. When we get done, then I can have all of those days for riding a bicycle. Yep. Or or kayaking. I am not going to kayak. I'm going to paddleboard. That's fine. Okay. Getting dragged up a river by a kayak is basically what you'll be doing. No. That's not what I'll be doing. So what are some of the specific methods? I don't think it's reasonable, and I don't think we're going to get done with this project by blocking out entire days, Mm -hmm. aside from spring break, which is several days in a row. But Mm -hmm. we'll be um, doing this. Woohoo! spring break. And it's going to be ruthless as hell. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that we've done, and that's been helpful... In, and people talk about this a lot, and I, I didn't think it was going to be a big deal, but it, it seriously was helpful. I took everything out of my closet, and I looked at every single stupid thing, mm-hmm. and I tried everything on, too. If it didn't fit, uh, or if I was like, I haven't even seen this thing in two years, or I, I don't got even rid of remember it. this. I, I owned this. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've taken out like trucks full of stuff and donated it. I just want to clarify that if you walked into our house, we it's not like we look like hoarders. Right, yeah. Our I house mean, is actually pretty normal looking. And people have always been like, oh, you've got a nice, tidy little house. And we're like, <laughs> you just don't, don't go to the basement. Don't go to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, so, I mean, it's not like we had like stuff piled in the hallways or anything like that. It was just... Y- uh, you you have no idea how much stuff you have until you start trying to do this. Until you pack to move. And then you're like, oh my God, yeah. I have so much stuff to move. Yep. 
and then you have movers who like, remark on it <laughs> remark on it and they're they're like working for five hours and they're still not done and you have stuff to move yourself yeah, that was embarrassing i had i had possession shame that yeah. day and i think that may, that might have been one of the big catalysts is when we were preparing to move and you were like whoa that's a lot of shit yep and like just cutting things down to what you need it's difficult to explain but you feel lighter. Mm-hmm. Like, I am less encumbered by my things mm-hmm. when you get done with it. And you see everything has its place. You get organized, like get containers, put your stuff in it. It not only helps protect the things that you actually care about, but it also helps make everything uniform and stacked up and, and nice. And I swear, like five years ago, if you would have told me I would be talking about this right now, I probably would have, like move to punch you or something really that's kind of aggressive i would have made fun of you and told you that you're crazy is that less aggressive yeah okay i suppose um i did the same thing with my clothes that you talked about mm -hmm. which is to take everything off my clothes were a disaster Mm -hmm. Uh, they were messy and they were in piles we had a chair in the office and a bunch of them were there Mm -hmm. i wouldn't fold my laundry and i would just use them out of the like clean clothes out of the laundry basket yep so it was very unorganized and i just felt like i had too many Mm -hmm. clothes and i took everything out and i organized it and i folded everything and i put it in this seems so obvious (laughs) but i don't know why i didn't do it before pants together and shirts together and gym clothes together and uh i have kept it really organized and when i wake up in the morning and see all the neat shelves uh, it just makes me happy. Yeah. I and I know to how hate, to find stuff now. I used to hate folding my clothes. And then you got me that Sheldon magic folding thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you've ever seen Santa the... Santa got you that. I didn't get that. Oh, Santa Santa got me that, of course. Mm-hmm. I I have a hard time remembering. Um, yeah. But it's if you've ever seen Big Bang Theory where Sheldon is folding his clothes... It's this plastic thingy that flaps over and you... And it's impossible to figure out how to use? It's I use it every... I'm going to go use it in like an hour. I have no idea how to use that thing. I can show you. It's super easy you and it's really me. nice. It's it's just like one, two, three, four. No. Boom. Done. Doesn't make any sense. It's okay. not magic. It, it It is magic, apparently. <laughs> um, but uh, it... I love that thing and it it makes it super neat, super uniform and everything folds flatter and I'm able to fit all my stuff into that tiny little um tiny little dresser I have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I I feel like this is it's like getting me down to the way I always wanted to live, which is like camping camping yeah i i don't want to be encumbered by my possessions Mm -hmm. i want to i want them to be where i expect them to be and i want them to be protected while they're there i'm really glad that we have this uh recorded (laughs) so that i can play this back to to you over the next several weeks so that as we make some difficult choices i can remind you that you feel this way future self don't give up old blue Note to future self, don't do it. You might, I'm going to make a note for you to edit that part out. I'm not going to edit that out. I wouldn't ask you to get rid of old blue. 
Old Blue listeners is the bicycle that I found in a dumpster and my friend Thomas at Angry Catfish Bicycles fixed up for me in a week. Like I grabbed it out of the garbage and it's an old vintage Schwinn and I handed it to him and I was like, the MS-150 is in a week. Please make this work. Like and, this a bicycle. Yeah, and he did it. And I rode that thing at the head of like Team Best Buy. On their titanium one pound, <laughs> one pound yeah. road bikes. Yep. And An uh, Old Blue weighs like 27 pounds. And I was flying the whole MS-150. Mm-hmm. It's the most amazing bike. And But I, I let it go. So I need to fix it back up and get it flying again. By let it go, you took every part off of it, and it's a frame sitting in the basement. Yes. And I will note to you that as soon as you did that, you kind of stopped riding bikes. Yeah, because... well, There's no bike that can compare. There so isn't. build that shit, yeah. and then let's go ride bikes. Okay. Yep. No bike can beat old blue. But anyway, so I'm not going to get rid of that. But I am open to getting rid of the other frames. So I that's not that tough of a decision. As long as old blue is fine, mm-hmm. we're good. If anybody out there is super bored and feels like building a bike, please consider old blue. For oh, don't make that face for you. Not yeah, you can't have like, it. <laughs> this is like if you're looking for a way to donate uh time or money to our podcast. Um one of our asks would be that you rebuild Old Blue for Josh. Because <laughs> uh, it's been down there for three years and he's he hasn't built it back yet. I had to drop a ton of cash on another bike. So it's it's been a project that I wanted to do myself, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll figure it out, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to get rid of old blue, but there are like five other frames down there, and they gotta go. Mm-hmm. There's not that many frames. There's some frames. There's some. There's old blue. But there's also there's a huge Ferenz. pile of tires. I don't need yeah. a list. There's a huge pile of tires <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> there are three, four, four bicycles in the garage that are single-purpose bicycles. So Minneapolis bike swap. There's going to be stuff on it eventually. Yep. Just, just FYI. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's a bunch of kitchen crap too. Yep. Is there a kitchen swap? Nope. That stuff's just getting donated. We're gonna have more kitchen storage, but um, we need to go through that, mm-hmm. and that's part of. We are going to do a recording live. I would say partially th- live. From. Our sorting event. I would say that if there are kitchen items that have been sitting in the basement for two years, which is the length of our lease here in this place mm-hmm. that we're coming up on, uh, we probably don't need it. Uh, there's a mixer in there. Yeah, don't need it. Yeah, you do. You you were like saying how much it would be nice to have a have mixer. Have a mixer. I used I, the, the one You're time You're never going to understand like the difference between a hand mixer and a... Yeah, well, stationary mixer. Are you? I talked to somebody this week who cut their finger off in a mixer, and now there's no chance that I'm going to use a stand-up mixer. I it's it might take me a couple of years before I even use the hand mixer again. 
She cut her finger off, off. Spoiler alert. Off. It got put back on. Yeah, it's back, but it's shorter. Yeah, and we we definitely. And that's a setback. Feel for that. That's that's mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. I've had a hand injury, and they suck really bad. Yeah. So, stand up mixer. Not interested. I can just go buy some cookies. This guy, interested. Okay, well, listeners, uh, I am going to be <laughs> taking photographs. We're going to be randomly um, taping what it will probably be arguments. And crying. From the basement. And please. Not Ellie, though. Please. Me, uh, I'll be crying. Yeah. please. I think everybody knew that. <laughs> please of help. Don't take it away from me. Stop. Stop uh, it, bear. What? <laughs> There's... We'll link. We'll link to the. the it, have you seen that bear eating a kayak video? No. Oh my god. No. My friend Brian at work and I crack up about it all the time. Okay. One of the things we might donate is uh, the dog might accidentally get put into the <laughs> truck on a donate run. <laughs> free, oh, free dog oh, sorry, to kids. Loving home. The dog is donated. Well, you said that on air, so that's gonna be. They won't be fooled anymore. I, I want to say, because we give a, a lot of shit about our dog. He, he went to the vet last week for his checkup. Mm-hmm. And he had lost four pounds, which for a dog of his size, which is supposed to be 17 or 18 pounds, four pounds is a considerable amount of mm-hmm. pounds. So uh, I actually was concerned about him. And when the vet was trying to figure out why that might have happened, I admit that I got a little bit worried about Dobby. Wow. Yeah. That's a bold admission. Mm-hmm. I was worried about him too. I was like, why? How? That's a lot of weight. Yeah. Like he's he's not uh, a skeletor or anything. The vet right. said he's fine, but he shouldn't lose more. He's just on the low side. Yeah. He's not like underfed or anything like that. Nope. And what's weird is like, I and don't know, while we're amoebas. talking about Dobby, I guess. But yeah, he we haven't changed his diet or anything. Like, so it's weird. Also, he's getting weirder. Yeah. Like, he just does weird things with his blankets and stuff. I think he's getting, I think he's, he's older. Senile. Than, I think he's getting senile. He might have yeah. Alzheimer's, doggy Alzheimer's. Yep. Or uh, dementia. Yep. I could see that being dog a dog. Dementia. <laughs> no, but it's dog dementia. <laughs> That's easily shortened to dogmentia. Nope, it's not. It's a very simple that process. Is, that is false. <laughs> that that's. We could rename him dementia. We could rename him could. delirium. I think legally we could just rename him whatever we wanted. Yeah, to. we don't even have to file paperwork. Because he's not. Because Dobby yeah. wasn't his name when we got him. Yeah. We just decided we that. changed it. Mm-hmm. It's on all the papers now. Mm-hmm. We could have a podcast mystery. Mm-hmm. Introducing a podcast mystery. What was the original name of our dog? We know it, though. We do know it. It's not a mystery to us. <laughs> it's a mystery to listeners that they would have to solve. They could solve it. They could. Through one of our, through uh, interviewing us or trying to trick us at yep. one of our upcoming meetups mm-hmm. or um, seeing us on the street. Catching yep. us unawares, yep. they could 
email or call and try to trick us into giving it away. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I don't know actually if anybody cares what his name was. No. But I don't care. You shouldn't. You shouldn't care. Yeah, you really shouldn't be. I mean, on the scale of things that you could care about that are going on right now, the original name of the dog is not one of them. Or even the dog. It should never be one. Well, you care about the dog. No. Only when I think he's going to die. So only in a critical moment do you care about. I take him for granted day to day. To like feed him and stuff. Yeah. And give him attention and I made put a, commi- a sweater on him. I made him a commitment to keep him alive on days when the kids aren't <laughs> here to feed him. Yep. He's a kid's dog. I think that we should wrap this up. Me too. So hope um, this hasn't been boring yeah. to hear about all our crap. We've we've gotten a lot of feedback that people like kind of want to hear more interactions. Well, here you go. There this we just did it. Interaction o'clock. And but we do I, we do have episodes coming up that are just me and Josh that are not uh with a guest. Mm-hmm. Sort of like the mindfulness episode. Yep. And like this episode here that yep. we're in. So there there will be more than just this one. Um where it's just us and we'll keep listening to your feedback and if you want to hear more cool if not then you can skip this one yeah then you can just skip it but we we seriously are uh, i mean our our this is something that we live every day right now is should this be something that i get or is this something that isn't going to bring me joy um they're like um, we've talked with guests about it, like um, AJ, who's been on the show before, has a mantra about this. Acquire less, experience more. Having less possessions, acquire less things, and go out and experience life more often. I think it would be acquire fewer things, if we're being accurate in our grammar. I don't know AJ to be all that accurate in uh, his grammar. Well, you're the one that added the word things. It's a four-word mantra. Acquire, acquire less, less, experience more. Yeah. You can't acquire less things. You can. Then you're no, it's acquire fewer. <laughs> I hang I hanged my head. In shame. Yep. In grammar shame. <laughs> Gram shame? No. <laughs> so we are this is something that is built into our life and we wanted to share it with you. It's um it, it does add to pr- productivity. Cutting clutter can can make you a more productive person. You're far more able to um, go into a situation and and have more concentration on what you're actually trying to do when you have a less cluttered space. So this does fit into being a professional human. I think but it's also... Sorry. Uh, no, um, go ahead. I think it makes it easier to relax. Which is a really important part of being a professional human is to maintain your composure. Mm -hmm. Uh, When a house, like I'm looking over there at that corner where there's some stuff piled up and that causes me stress. I don't like it. (laughs) And when I go into the living room, the living room is very uncluttered. It's just smooth and clean and it's an easy room to clean and it's an easy room to tidy up. And when I need to calm down, I go in the living room. The office stresses me out. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. So I'm. I think I'm more productive when there are less things to look at. 
So let's hit this thing next. Fewer things. Yeah. Oh. What? What? <laughs> How could you possibly say less things? <laughs> I did. <laughs> did that just happen? It did. <laughs> oh, I'm in the grammar shame. <laughs> let's just get us out of here. All right. Get us out of here. Peace out, homies. Thanks again for listening, humans. As always, you can find us on Twitter at ProHumans, on our Facebook page, ProHumans Podcast, on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com slash ProHumans, Stitcher at ProHumans, or go the easy route and log on to ProHumans.com where you can find all that stuff and more. This is Danger wishing you a professional week. <laughs> <laughs>